I'm Dwayne Brummett. He's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello, we are back again, Ali Albarigo and uh, Dwayne Brummett. Ali, welcome, sir. Yes, to you as well. And and I have to give you credit. It's so funny. We are like creatures of good energy, but like we could be, we could go from a conversation behind the scenes of like, oh my God, life is crumbling around us. And then this music plays and we're like, how are you today? I'm in such a good mood. Life is beautiful, right? But we always have our own little things going on in our world, right? Well, unfortunately, sometimes the crap hits the fan. Yep. And then you turn the fan on. Yep, exactly. And it's sometimes, crazy all over you. <laughs> sometimes the fan's already on when the crap hits it. So Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, so today's a, a good topic. I, I mean, I'm kind of excited about this. I don't know how sexy people are going to think this conversation is. Like we always say, you know, we're we're like um statistic nerds, you and I. We love our numbers, we love, you know, working out the details and that kind of thing. And this kind of falls into that category, but uh I'm hoping that people really like it because it's really the nuts and bolts of a school, right? What do you think? It's fo- the topic is follow up and follow through. And I wrote down one of the most widely ignored tasks on our to-do list is this topic. Yeah, I guess, you know, I, maybe we need to define first, you know, what we're talking about with regards to follow up and then follow yeah. through Yeah. In, in the simplest of terms, uh, follow up on every lead and prospect until they tell you to stop following up on them and follow through is following through with that, but also follow through with the um, tasks that you have on hand for yourself to make your school a success. If you follow up and you follow through, uh, you can't help but to be a success in your school, at least from my opinion. No, that's no, listen, that's literally the answer to success is what you just said, right? I mean, we could hang up now, right? We could be done. We could, if we could finish it on that and people would actually listen, that would be it. We could just drop the mic and walk away. But you know, it's interesting. I, and listen, I've learned as I get older, you know, I'm going to be 58 in next month, like within a week, I think a few days. Um, So I've learned as I get older that sometimes the whole entire concept of People need to do this. They should do that. Why don't they do that? And then the definition is, well, because they're, you know, they're not focused. They're not disciplined. They're, you know, they're losers. Whatever the answer to that they should is something else. Um, But honestly, human nature is a funny thing. Like, you know, it's really about the body and the mind, right? So sometimes we know what we need to do. We know we need to eat right. We know we need to drink water. We know we need to not do alcohol, drugs, whatever, right? We know what's right, but yet our bodies, our minds compel us to do these things because it's easier or um, it it helps us cope at the time. So I find like this kind of stuff, the follow-up and follow-through, people will push it away um, because it's hard. It's tedious. It's something that they don't like. And then they suffer for for it, right? Yeah. Um, We have a tendency to do uh, what, is most comfortable or or most sexy or um, even most enjoyable 
right. to cover up or to push away or push mm-hmm. aside the things that, you know, really need to get done. I mean, Dan Kennedy, you know, one of the things that he talked about uh, all the time was, you know, you, every day you should do something to market your school or not school, but market your business. Right. And, um, you know, if you just did that every single day, you, you would, you would be a success because consistency over time is going to be important, not only because it keeps continuing to get your name out there, but also it's developing this habit of consistency, which then once you have that habit, uh, it's really difficult to stop you. And so let's just kind of, I don't know when you want to dive into follow up and follow through. You want well, to keep everything broad stroke right now. No, I think though that what we're talking about, as much as we want to dive into steps one through 10 and what you should be doing, I think overcoming the mentality of not doing it because like you said, it's just not in our wheelhouse or we're just not disciplined enough to do it. Maybe we could come up with certain habits that you have and I well, have, right? This that is- make us do it. This phone is such a distraction, right? So you get on social media and you have the the scrolling finger where you just keep scrolling and reading other people's stuff. Right. And so rather than creating something that um, would be readable Mm -hmm. to promote your school or promote yourself, you're going through and reading everybody else's things that are going on. Right. Just that alone. I, I don't, you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. So what is it? Sundays? Do you get that weekly report that, yep. that uh, yep. tells you how much time you spent on your phone? And, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's that's good uh, to be able to look at that. Um, now, some of us will lie to ourselves and go, "Well, okay, yeah, I spent you know uh, twenty hours on my phone this week, or whatever it is." Right. And we're going to be thinking, "I was marketing," or "I was you know whatever," but yeah. you. you Stop the scrolling, get on, post what you need to do. Um, If you need to answer other things, then answer it, whatever. Right. If you're going to strategically add people as friends, do a block of time that you're going to do that and then put your phone down and move on. I mean, that's just a given. Same thing, you know, not only just on your personal profile, but on your professional profile with regards to your business page. Yeah. You should be doing that as well. Uh, too. And we can kind of get into some of follow-up stuff with that yeah. as well, if you we want to. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, 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 my phone is always in my hand. I yell at my daughter. She's like turned away on her phone while the TV show's playing. And I'm like, here, watch the show. I'm watching. She gets so pissed at me. And then she's like, but dad, you're on your phone as well. And she's right. Sometimes I'm just scrolling. And my wife, Nicole, will yell at me. I'm scrolling Instagram, watching videos while we're watching our show and my volume's up. She's like, really? Can't you just put the phone down? But there is like, I literally will run my businesses through, like I answer all my spark text messages while I'm sitting there at night watching TV on my phone, or I'll answer emails or I'll go onto my Instagram and post photos or whatever. So I am doing a lot of business, but you're right though. The, the, the distractions, no matter what they may be are the problem. And then what happens is we're distracted and that block of time is wasted. Right. Does that that's kind of the gist of what you're saying is like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's wasted. It, it certainly is. And then you get lost and, and then the important things fall through the cracks. You all get to that tomorrow or I'll do that on Monday right. or whatever. You don't do that. Um, and we've talked about time slicing, time blocking, time management, however you want to verbalize it. But if you're not creating a, a time of day every single day that 
you are getting X, Y, and Z done. And, and obviously every day is the same, but different. Right. Because what you do on a Monday for your school might be different than what you need to do on a Tuesday right. for your school. But yeah. there are things that have to be done on those days, create those time blocks that, and then work. Yeah. Work in that time block. And when that time block is done, set it down. And, and, and maybe you didn't get through all the tasks that you were supposed to get through. Well, good for you. And here's the reason I say that good for you, because you, you just found out what you really can do in that time span. Right. right? So you look back and you go, wow, I wasn't able to get those 20 things done in that half an hour time frame. Is, right. that, is that reasonable? Is that a right. reasonable amount of time? Or during that half an hour, was I really focused on getting all those 20 things done? Or did I allow myself to get distracted by the phone or by, yeah. you know, because how many times does that freaking phone give a, uh, give you a, uh, a notification and then you yeah. go and look. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Without a doubt. I just had one come through and I looked right yeah can't see it just now one came through a, a, a Facebook message and I looked yeah that's a distraction so you actually see my messages when they're coming through you just ignoring me yes <laughs> until I'm ready to get to them yep I hear you you're great now, at that. I'm now not that being that. said the reason that I the reason that I will not all the time I don't but quite often I do yeah but I, I, I will scan it. So, for instance, um, our friend Kenny Bigby, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this morning, he, he sent me a message and um, gosh, I forget the word that I saw in there. I was like, I better just call him right now. Yeah. Um, and so I called him right then and there. And he's like, wow, I didn't expect you to call me. I said, yeah, well, I saw I can't remember what the word was in, in the message. I said, but seems like we need to talk right now. He's like. Yeah, that, that's great. And we, we took like 10 minutes and then that was it. Right. Um, and I was in a, a state where I was processing some things. And so I really did have a little bit of a window anyhow. Yeah. Right. So, but that being said, this is a distraction. Um, your, I guess the phone is really the biggest distraction. Your right. emails that come through, your text messages, mm -hmm. your push notifications. Um, if you can, and you have, I don't know about Android because I'm not familiar with Android, but I know an iPhone and I do this during my reading time. Um, I will do this in some of my time blocking activities, but I will actually, I have a, uh, I have a work mode and you can actually create, you know how to do all that? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a work mode and the only messages that go through during my work mode are, um, like I've selected certain people. So my wife, my kids, even my mom, and then my mother-in-law. Right. So if a message comes through during work mode, that, that will pop up. But other right. than all the, all the other notifications and stuff stop. Yeah. And I've had to do that because, and I didn't, I don't usually put it on work mode when we're doing our podcast because I'm right. not going to stop and do this, you know, yeah. as we're talking anyhow. But if you find yourself getting distracted, create something inside of, of there to allow you to stay totally focused so that you can follow through on the activities that you are looking to do. Yeah, so that would be a good one. I think that so when people are looking at this follow up and follow through, I think that's that's really great. That whole entire segment that you talked about is not allowing distractions to take over your time and then waste that block of time. 
Um, so I think that's important. And there are many ways to do it, which you mentioned, like the phone, blocking the phone out for work mode or whatever time and so on. So you don't get distracted. And then there, you know, also I think knowing what you need to do is the biggest step, right? So people kind of are like, you know, whimsical when it comes to activities, right? They do whatever comes to them at that moment in time. But, you know, any successful entrepreneur, millionaire, billionaire, whatever they are, it doesn't matter, right? They all have a very organized way of getting through their week, right? They, they want to make sure that they get, you know, if, if a YouTuber posts, they post strategically three or four times a day, every single day. That's their livelihood. If they're not shooting content and then posting it, they'll go stagnant and then they'll, people will forget about them. So it's a continual post kind of thing. Um, so I, I think that that's where we need to look and say, like, what, of our, what are our five major tasks that no matter what you have to get done in the week? Right. Do you have any suggestions on that? And we have some people well, on here from Brad Jenkins from Nashville, Matt Frey from Missouri. That's pretty cool. Thanks for stopping in and listening to us, guys. Yeah. First off, I think in a day you can you you really can only get three things done. Mm -hmm. So whatever those tasks are that need to be completed, um, you know, write them down and go. These are the three things that I'm going to get done today. Now you can have subsequent tasks that you can write down and go, okay, you know, if, if these are done, then I can start moving to these, but then right. those, whatever, you know, uh, four through 10 get moved to the next. And then whatever is the most important gets put on as your top yeah. three that next, yeah. that next day. And so if you just follow that, right. You can't help, but be a success. Just, yeah. just that. And like you said, when you started the, uh, if you're marketing every day, simple little things, you know, g putting VIP passes on counters or, or, you know, in getting in touch with your prospects on your software or spark or whatever, right. You, you need to know that those activities you got to do regularly. Right. So, so our last podcast last week, you had brought up about, you know, donations and getting into groups and saying that you have, you know, if anybody's looking for donations for your event or fundraiser, you know, let us know. We'd love to help. Right. Mm -hmm. So I took note of that because we do that. We're just not doing a good enough job going out and getting people. So first things first, here's what I did. And I sent you the site. I created a website. Yes, I saw it. It's amazing. And there's a form to fill out. That's our Spark form, or the the uh, the survey form. Um, on top of that, I needed to take myself out of the equation. I can't say how many times I get people message me in Messenger and say, "Hey, would you donate?" And I go, "Yes," and then I freaking forget. Right. So now I have a website and go, "Yep, we would love to do that." Please uh, go to this website, fill out your information, and my program director will take care of you. Right. Boom. Right. And so. I created that follow. Uh, so one, I created the website. I created all the follow-up stuff behind. Two, as I created what I'm going to respond with to people's inquiry. Right. So when somebody says, can you give to this? I go into my notepad inside of iPhone because there's notepads. Right. I have, I have a, a folder full of uh, responses. I added that as a response. So then I just copy that. And then I paste it into that uh, section, you know, into that messenger and boom, it's done. Right. I love it. 
Now, I heard that idea and I was like, holy cow, how do I take myself out of the equation, create a follow-up system, get things done? Right. So then I blocked out time to create all of that. And then I also put it into our, um, our menu bar in, uh, on our website. The day, the day, no, the day after, the day after it went on a menu bar on our website, that next morning, we had, we had uh, a donation request. You got to love it. Now, not only that, then I created, in that time block, I created some images, a few videos, um, and then some texts that I put into our future posts on our business page. Right. And now I am, I, I didn't have time, but what's left on that task is for me to then strategically decide every month, where am I going to put that on our business page? And when is it going to be posted? At least once a week, it's going to be posted on our business page. But I'm going to, you know, do some in the a.m., some in the afternoon, some of the p.m. So they're different. But all of that from just that one idea that you you gave me in that call that we had last week. Yeah. And think about this. So, so let's just quickly just so that follow through. Yeah, let's just let's just quickly just preference what we were talking about because somebody who's new on the call might not have heard last week. So I basically just said, um, I will scan local social media pages, moms of my town or dads of my town or yada yada, single parent uh, fathers of, and then I'm, I join those groups and then I offer them simply just put up a text message and say, if anyone's looking for donations for your local event, your charity event, your fundraiser, do not hesitate to reach out to me. We would gladly give you fundraising, uh, you know, raffles or passes or whatever. Yeah. And the, the, the topic last week was, you know, how to build an army of influencers to, to promote your school. That's right. one way is, is doing that. Yeah. So you being Dwayne, right? You went and took the idea, ran with it and created a system that would make it replicable without you having to do much work, which is ingenious. And, and you're, uh, you put now a tab on your website, people will click, or you can share the link of the tab on the website on certain pages, people will click and you have it all written out and people could, you know, ask for raffles. Now, what, what does that mean to us? Like, for example, I give out a one month free membership or a two month free membership, the charity cancer organization, children's, you know, whatever group, they then take that raffle, they make money off the raffle and they raffle off a membership. I hopefully will get a student to try class for free. I didn't do much. Maybe I offer them a uniform. And by the way, just for those listening, I only offer the free gift when they come in and get started versus, uh, you know, putting it in the bag. Right. And then, um, and then now we have hopefully 20 different charities asking us for raffles. So we have 20 different free memberships going out there of 20 different people, hopefully trying the class, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And plus it's, very community centric, you know, you're helping the community, you're showing people you care and you're out there and you made this system for that. So again, you took the idea. Now I hate it because now I got to go and make something like that because it's so smart and I want to develop that and have it so that they could do the same thing. So here's now, as you're speaking, yeah, here's what I'm thinking. The only thing that I don't have on that form that I need them to answer to me 
Yeah. Our answer for me is this is an annual event. Right. Nice. Because if it's an annual event, you do it every then, year. Right. Then we can put it into our calendar right. a month ahead of time mm-hmm. as a reoccurring event. And reach out to them. And reach out to them. Especially because sometimes Mrs. Smith was doing the fundraiser this year, but she's no longer doing it. And Mrs. Jones took over. Now you'll be able to reach out to them because Mrs. Jones might not know who to go to so that you're already reaching out. So, so yeah, I love so as you were talking about that, I was like, Oh crap, I got to do yeah, this too. I love the follow-up system that you put in. So, so if people are listening um, and, and watching this at a later date, just remember that, you know, we want to make sure that this follow-up process is done. Cause a lot of times maybe we would Al, Ali or Dwayne would say, yeah, do this. And then you would do it for a month or two and then forget. So if you have a system that follows up and you have a system for it, you're never going to forget, right? And it's going to be a constant source of, you know, uh, student generation, you know, promotional tools. Yeah. So, and then the other piece to that is um, one, they get tag a certain tag, right? Um, but then two, second to that is that, um, uh, and, and yeah, I, well, look, if anybody wants to, don't fill the form out, please. But if anybody wants to look at it, you can go to tristarkarate.com. So T-R-I-S-T-A-R.com. I'll put it in the, um, me- in the message here. Try. Yeah. And then if you want the direct link, it is tristarkarate.com forward slash donations. <clears throat> so, but um, that's just taking an idea that, that you had brought up and systematizing it. But in, in following through with all of that, again, I created time blocks. Now, well, there's two pieces that aren't finished yet. The one that I already spoke about. And then two, I got to put this back into, um, you know, this idea back in, into the, 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 the actual survey form. But other than that, it's done. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're not time blocking, if you're not turning this off, uh, meaning your phone, if you're, you know, if you're not getting rid of the distractions, you, you, you really need to do that. One thing that I would encourage you to do is just sit down with a, you know, with a, 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 a you know, yellow pad of paper and write down the things that, you know, you need, you need to accomplish that day and then circle the, the, the top three better yet. Eventually what you want to get to is, is, you know, write down the, you know, the things that you need to accomplish tomorrow at the end of the day, right? You do this what do you need to accomplish tomorrow and circle the top three that way your subconscious can be working on those things while you sleep that night. And then you wake up the next morning, not behind the eight ball, right? Cause the day right. already started, right. You actually wake up and go, okay, I'm ready to go. I know what my top three are. And I also, the next level would be, I also know the time, uh, the, the, you know, the time uh, blocks that I'm going to do those activities in as well. So that's how you follow through with what it is that you want to work on and get accomplished in your, um, in your school. You know, what's interesting, Dwayne too. I think that we are in an industry which has a lot of, you know, back in the day when I started 31 years ago, the industry is in its infancy. I mean, websites weren't even really that prominent, barely on the web at all. Um, and, uh, you know, as things progressed, things got easier and then they became more and more consultants and then the successful people became experts. And now you have a lot of opinions out there. And I feel that we are creatures of buzzwords, right? Like we hear, like I might say to people, uh, you know, how much 
you, you could answer this, you know, the answer, like how much do we, are we supposed to follow up? When do we stop following up? We do not stop following up until they right. say, leave us alone. Exactly. So everyone would, I would almost venture to say that 90% to 95% of the people will say that to me when I asked them. And then I said, when was the last time you followed up? Or I look on their spark and I just went over with my clients this week in what, what spark has a thing called the lead and trial maximizer. That's like leads that came into your site, people that you typed into your software, someone who filled out a form on the internet and it goes right into your spark software and, and I look at it and they have a really cool system. It's like a, they call it the stoplight system where it's red if you're not doing anything, yellow if you did something not too long ago, and green if it was something that you just took in action immediately, like yesterday. Um, but I'll look at people's dashboards and I'll be like, nothing's been touched on here for like, for like three, four, five weeks, two months. And then I, but, and then I, you know, I'm kind of blown away because I always say, and I hate to make it sound like money is the, is the motivator. But if you had a thousand dollars worth of hundred dollar bills sitting in a stack, but you can't touch it unless you took certain actions. Don't you think if you have it sitting there, this 10 piles of a thousand dollars sitting on your desk, um, wouldn't you take action to be able to grab that pile and take it? And people say, yeah, of course. Well, I'm like, well, why aren't you calling your leads? Why aren't you following up? And I just had three people, no joke, three people this past Monday that came in that were leads from seven months ago that, and they have not responded to not one text, not one email. They, they made an appointment seven months ago, almost like they ignored us that we even existed all of a sudden. And here's the weird thing. One of them were like, how'd you get my information? I'm like, you filled out a form seven months ago. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, anyway, how do we get you to come in? Oh, great. Well, we love this. We're interested. We're so like, almost like they didn't even remember doing that or filling it out or whatever, because the time is right now. Right. So follow up and follow through on all prospects and leads. Anybody like you say that raised their hand at one point, filled out a form at a fair, um, called up and left a message keep, keep, keep on following up on them. And, you know, like I said, I don't mind when people say, leave me alone. Yes. Because then that costs you less money and time. And I, and I delete them out. I don't want to bother them and be a pain. I'm almost as excited to delete them out than to keep sending them stuff and them ignoring me. But at the same time, there are going to be, you know, maybe a small percentage two, five, eight percent that will follow up and eventually join from that stuff. I, I, that's so important. I mean, okay, so I, I had a, uh, a new, this was three months ago, four months ago, that I had a new program director. So I have two part-time program directors, right? Mm -hmm. One of them works Monday, Wednesday, the other one works Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So the one that works Monday, Wednesday, you know, by the way, the both, are they both still doing it? You have two people yeah. still. And that was, I just don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to say that that was when you weren't sure what you were, when there were two good candidates, you were going to hire one or the other. We talked about it. And you, I said, well, we got rid of the other one because she wasn't showing up, but then oh. we did get another one. So, so yes, have, but you're yeah. right too. That's awesome. And they're both doing that job. But that was yours. That was your, uh, that was what you told me to do. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing though. Now in case one falls off, one is sick, the other one takes over. It's been, um, yes, it's awesome. been great. Good. Um, but she was like, well, how, how many times do I, you know, follow up with these people? They've already had this many texts, this many calls already, this many, uh, um, emails. And I said, well, once, once we get past, you know, the, uh, uh, 
because there's in Spark, there's an email and a text. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. And we also do a live phone call because I am using their um, uh, fully booked option as Mm -hmm. well right now. Yeah. So once they opt in, if they don't do anything after five minutes, there's a text message that goes out to them that says, Hey, um, you know, uh, something, yada, 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 you know, do you have time to talk on the phone right now? Right. And then, you know, the call service calls them and, and, um, uh, and then books them, you know, if they, if they get on the call, but so that being said, you know, they're going to get text messages, calls, um, um, emails. And then after seven days, um, there's another process that happens that again, we're, we're calling them and we're going to, we're going to call. So we do a call, uh, in one week, we do a text in one week. And then, and then we do an email in in that one week as well. Right. And then the following week, so now we're on week three, there's another, you know, we do the same exact thing, call, text, and then email. And then, uh, so that, that would be like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's say. And, uh, and then, you know, the, the, the fourth week, the same exact thing. Now, when we move into the one month two now, right. Right. Month two now, all we're going to do then is we're going to call, we're not even going to text or email. We're going to call, um, every other week. Okay. For that month two. And then when we get into month three, we're going to um, just do a text message once a week in that month. And then month four, we get back on the calls again. And we just do every other week, we do a phone call. But that's all inside of um, the automations that are set up to follow follow up. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. Inside of some of those text messages are uh, an automated text message where it says, hey, um, not sure if you saw this article on our blog, um, you know, but we thought, we thought you might be interested in it. And so all I did was take things that we've already produced and put them in to those follow-up systems. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so now we're talking about leads, follow-up, follow-through, probably the lifeblood of any school, right? So what do you yeah. say? Well, look, um, it's not sexy. It's not fun. Right. You know, but it's so important. And here's how important it is. If you really believe in your product, if you really believe that it can change someone's life Mm -hmm. for the better, why wouldn't you try to persuade them? Right. Right. Not sell them. Just tell them. Mm -hmm. Persuade them to your way of thinking. Yeah. I don't think that that's bad. I mean, I look at my studio the same way. I look at my health coaching business the same way. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been numerous times I've had people follow me. In fact, December, I had a guy sign up on program who's never, ever commented on anything. And he goes, I've been watching you for a couple of years now, and now I'm ready. Right. Yeah. Never commented on anything. Exactly. And I have others that will make a comment. I send a message. You know, um, they'll make another comment. I send a message, follow up with them, send another message, you know, and and six months, nine months later, they're like, hey, you know, what's this? What's this whole thing about? Right. Right. No, I hear you. I I think there's so. So that's that's the biggest probably missing link in our industry is follow up and follow through. And by the way, I'll tell you a quick story. You probably heard this story or read read it. There's a 
marketing guru from years ago. I haven't really heard much about him, but he's still around doing his thing is Jay Abraham. Yeah. Right. So he basically bought, there was, I think, I think, don't, don't quote me on it, was the company Icy Hot. Um, and but he had bought a warehouse to have his coaching consulting business in the warehouse. And um, this company, I think it was Icy Hot or something similar to that. Um, and uh, that used to be in the warehouse, but he bought the warehouse to retrofit it to his coaching company. But every day in the mail, he'd get letters like, how do I find this product? I, it went out of business. Do you still sell it like stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff? So the genius that he was, he went and approached the company to buy the company, even though that it was defunct by the trademarks and copyrights and this, the, the whole entire thing. And, um, and then he started going out and remarketing to, and he bought the mailing list because what happened was they would buy one off, they buy the cream and they put it on their joints and that was it. And, and they never bought it anymore, but there were, People want so he made a subscription model and he used the company and turned it into this multi million dollar business. But the one company went out of business because they just didn't have this follow up and follow through process, right? Like, so that he knew because they kept sending letters like elderly people, like, I need my cream. And but they ignored all that. They're like, you know, so but that's why they went out of business and he recreated this model. I, I, I mean, I might be. Might, might not be icy hot. It might be something else and whatever, but it was in one of his books. So that's, that's where sometimes we sit like you, like you just took that whole entire donation thing and turned that into a marketing campaign. Like I've been doing that for years, like reaching out. And I used to scour the newspapers because all the local little tiny little township newspapers always have events and they'll say Chinese auction at such and such a church, you know, uh, another section for a St. Jude's Children's Hospital fundraiser, breast cancer organization. I have my staff call them and say, would you like us just simply, would you like us to donate? Of course we would. Like they would love us. Like we were in our mind, we're saying we could get exposure. We could give them something, but also get something in return in their mind. They're like, that is the most generous thing I've ever heard. Yes. And they didn't care if we got business out of it. In fact, they hoped we did, but they had something to raffle. So that one process is a marketing campaign in itself. Right. The next thing is that follow up and follow through where people do, do not do that. Right. And whether it be leads, prospects and so on, where you could be still following up by sending an email campaign, new year, new you spring special, like every new thing brings out a new idea that might catch their eye and they might join. And by the way, here's the biggest thing that people miss. Like if you do birthday parties in your school and you do it for your students, why not go to those old lists and offer birthday parties? Right. Because they might not be interested in joining your school, but they might have gone to a birthday party or need a place to have a party. So market your other stuff. Women's self-defense. Maybe it's a short one day class. Market that to your lists. Don't give up on that. You don't don't think that, oh, they didn't join my school, so they're not going to do a self-defense course or a Tai Chi class or whatever. You know what or I mean? Or day camp or summer camp or anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I get I get people that always do my camp that are not students that that are from old lists, right? That inquired. We, yeah. And, you know, do you, let me ask you this. Um, you watch TV, you watch um, uh, YouTube videos, you mm -hmm. watch, right? So let's just take television, for instance. Do you get annoyed at seeing the um, 
Geico commercial the hundredth time? I don't get annoyed. I fast forward through, but you're right. No, I don't get offended. No. What is Geico doing? Just they're getting in my head. I, hey, I'm a creature of internet purchases, right? There's a there's a frying pan. I'm a, I like to cook. I'm a, like I consider myself a chef. I'm really not, but I want to be called a chef, right? So I cook food all the time. So I just bought this set of frying pans because all my frying pans suck. And they're burning stuff. They're non-stick. So I saw this one that Gordon Ramsay marketed called Hex Hex Pan or Hex Clan. Three pans, four hundred dollars. You know how many times I went to push the button and abandon the shopping cart before I finally pulled the trigger? Then one day I was almost like fooling myself. I'm not going to buy it. And then I'm I pushed the button to purchase. It just took consistent marketing. Not only did I see Chef Ramsay, I saw a bunch of other chefs and. The only thing that annoyed me is I didn't get a chance to be the first person to cook. My wife cooked on the pan before me. And I'm like, that I'm supposed to be the first person to cook on that pan, you know? But um, I ended up buying it. I My guitar, look, I have this guitar right here. I, I bought this guitar in, in my sleep. Like I was half asleep one night, like two in the morning. They've been marketing to me forever. And I love the guitar. I knew it was going to be good. It wasn't that I didn't. I just made a stupid sale. I've been dying to buy it. But when I was in my weakest state, boom, I bought it. The next day I wake up, I'm like, oh, crap, Nicole, I bought a guitar, $700. You know, it's, uh, you know, whatever it was, but that's, that's kind of why we always have to be doing it so that we stay in people's minds. We don't want to be the person when they think about it, they forget who we are and then they call the other guy down the road. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, look, if they don't want you to contact them, they will tell you. Right. You know, or, and, or and you just do, yeah, yeah. And, and, and all you do is just say, okay, thanks for letting me know. I'll take you off the list. Yeah. You know, if it ever changes, and then I just say, if it ever changes, let me know. We'd be happy to help yep. you. And then once I send that and I know that it's gone through, then I, uh, right. I actually just unsubscribe them. I keep them in my database, but I unsubscribe them from the SMS. Right. Do you know, like, and then I have a tag called do not call. So okay. that way. You know, they, they have a new they, they have a new thing on Sparks with Spark, which I love. It's called the blacklist. Oh, really? Yeah, you so like if you had a bad client that was terrible and they did something and you ended up on bad terms, you could put them in that blacklist so that you won't make a mistake and call them or talk to them, but you could keep their records so that you know everything about them. Because if you delete them out of your database, you lose all your record keeping. So if they said, Hey, you owe me money. You'd be like, I deleted everything. So now you could put them in the blacklist. I'll have to find how you do that. So, yeah. Yeah. So how about another thing? So, all right, we, we have new students. Now we have existing students, right? So follow up and follow through. You might say like, well, they're signed up. Why do I got to follow up on them? Well, the most important thing is communication with those existing students. So do you, what do you do to keep on communicating with them? Yeah, I would say, um, community and communication right so not just communication but community and communication so um you know a couple of things one obviously when they they get enrolled we send them a personal uh handwritten uh postcard mm -hmm. you know for enrolling uh the other the other thing is you know we do our birthday cards so when it's their birthday they get a birthday card handwritten um, also with a pack of a two pack of brownies that we right. send them. Nice. Um, 
if they are going to be gone because they're sick or, or anything like that. Uh, so, for instance, you know, we had a, a little boy who um, was getting his tonsils taken out two weeks ago. And so, you know, after the communication with the parent, you know, we uh, we sent him a get well card, you know, physical, physical written get well card. But then we put a task for our um, head instructor to call the day after the surgery to see how everything was going. Okay. Um, you know, so those, those are all things that are in play, but besides that, yes, there are texts and, and, and emails that are strategically placed throughout their training. And then we've talked about this on another podcast before, but we actually have a, a belt appropriate newsletter okay. that goes out um, shortly after they earn their next belt. And it has a few articles, a few videos, um, you know, and inside of those really, it, it, it overcomes some objections. So we took a look at, I'll just give you a, for instance, you know, we took a look at, you know, where, uh, where's our biggest dropout rate. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so for that, or for the, the belt before that in the newsletter, you know, it talks about, um, quitting and why quitting isn't an option, you know, right. Even though you may think it is. And here's some of the, um, you know, reasons that people quit, quit, but here's the reasons, you know, uh, that counteract those things. And don't be surprised if you don't feel like that, or don't be surprised if you feel like that and, or, um, you know, your child feels like that. If that's Mm -hmm. the case, you know, let us know immediately so that we can help, help, help them navigate through this. Because what we end up saying is we've never met a person that earned their black belt that said, gee, I wish my parents would have let me quit. Right. But we certainly know a lot of former students that say, man, I wish I would have earned my black belt and that my parents would not have let me quit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I just wrote down that, you know, I went on and I looked. It says out of emails nowadays, text messaging campaigns, marketing, it's a 2% return on investment normally. That's very low. It used to be more like 8 to 10%. And it said that 3 to 20 times what you put out there. So like you could, like if you have a hundred emails went out, you might get 2% of that, which is two people, right? So just to give you an idea of consistency of marketing and, and getting that out there, right? So, I mean, whether you're doing emailing or you're communicating, like you had just said and texting and you want to be in their head regularly. And by the way, some school owners that I talked to would be like, I don't want to pester people. I don't want to be a bother. That's way too much email. I have to be honest, like 90% of the stuff's probably going in the in the one ear and out the other. It's going in the junk box. So you need to keep sending messages in order to penetrate that market, right? In order for them to actually hear what you're saying. Agreed. Right? Agreed. And, um, you know, just quickly on email, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are better days to email than, than Monday, Wednesdays or Fridays. Right. Right. So just take that in consideration, you know, if you're going to do it and then you want to do it early. So what I mean by that is, um, you know, you want to be like, if you want to do it around five or or five thirty, six o'clock, seven, something around that, you want to be in their inbox early. AM. Um, AM. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All my emails that go out for our tournament circuit, I always have them go out at 6 AM. And, and I do consistently on those days, Tuesday, Thursday, sometimes even Saturday night, um, because people are sitting at their TV watching on their phones and they might see it. 
just as an aside note, and and you don't have to do this, but I, if I'm going to do six, I'm going to do six oh three or six oh seven, right? Um, just because if they look at the timestamp, I want it to look odd, right? I don't want it to look on the hour or right. on the half an hour because then that looks automated. Just uh, honestly, that's you know. Oh, that's a cool idea. That's something to think about. Yeah, so I do take the time to change the time so it's not on the hour. I always make it an odd number. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know. 615 is an odd number. 15 is an odd number, but I would do 617. I wouldn't do right. You know, the quarter after right on the dot. So just, right. And just you know, it's interesting too. Like we, we think about all of these things, whether it be again, re, re reiterating, uh, it's a uh, prospect marketing, you know, um, existing student communication. The one thing we forget to do is professional marketing campaigns for events that we're hosting, like, you know, every, I, I have a, a product that I sell called the red carpet premiere. It's like 47 bucks. And it goes over all of this stuff that you should be doing conceptually, like marketing, similar to that of a red carpet premiere in a movie. Like if you see a new movie coming out, whether it be black Adam or something like that, you've been seeing this stuff long before it hits the theaters. Um, it's on your commercials. It's on television. You'll hear it on radio. You'll see it on talk shows and so on. Yeah, exactly. There, there's co-promotions too, because look at, you know, uh, like Avatar was part of a car commercial. Right. I, I saw that as well. So it's not just your traditional, hey, this is a commercial. They're they're partnering up with, with other uh, entities to create those commercials as well. Yeah. And, and you know what I also found, which is interesting, because we fast forward through commercials at our house. Now companies like, and who made this famous was American Idol where they do in show commercials. So they'd have all the idols singing a song around the Ford, whatever car. And, yes. uh, you know, and they would be in the car around the car showing the car and it was part of the show. Yes. So you couldn't, you didn't want to fast forward through it. So, cause it was part of that, what we call brand recognition, right? Yeah. But you go back and you look at the fifties, that's how the shows were done. Yeah. True. I mean, that's really, that's not a new concept. That was just taken back, you know, from the 50s where, you know, your car commercial, your whatever commercial was inside of the actual show. Yeah. And and back then a lot, and by the way, for those of you not aware of this, I think most people are these days. Like if, if I'm holding a glass of Coca-Cola and you could read the label, you better believe that one, I had to have permission to have that on the show or two, they were paying me to put it on the show. Right. Because that they're paying part of our budget to give us an advertisement so that all the stars and celebrities like American Idol, you'll notice that they or America's Got Talent. They went from a few different sponsors. Yeah, um, it was the Dunkin Challenge. Yeah, to exactly. Whatever it is now. Yeah. I don't know. So they have the Dunkin Donuts cup turned into the camera and then they go to the Dunkin backstage, whatever. That's all in-house promotion. Right. So, by the way. Think about your school that way as well. I mean, I used to, when I went to Australia for the first time, I noticed a lot of the schools had banners in their school for local businesses. Like, so uh, the drink company where they bought their drinks, they had a banner up, you know, so they were marketing the drink company. I don't know if they got a special deal or whatever, but you could market, like you've done this before as well, where you've marketed companies that they're, that, you know, fathers or people who were trained with you, their businesses, and they've run commercials and so on and so forth. Well, and I think you go back to, like I said, our call that we did last week, how to build an army of influencers to, to, to promote your school. Right. Um, you had brought up about 
contacting, you know, all of your clients and say, Hey, uh, what business or businesses are you in that, you know, we could cross promote with and right. I could help you. And, and, you know, if, if it's applicable, you could help me. Mm -hmm. um, I would start there. So, yeah, um, absolutely. So the other so, thing too is, go ahead. That's another else. website I need to create. Uh Oh, I can't wait to see it so I could steal it and copy it. Um, Another thing, too, is like, you know, retail or upgrades or sales. Like you might have a black belt club, but unless you talk about it, no one knows about it. Like the people who are not listening will not listen. Right. I, you know what I mean by that is like if they they're not in the market, they're not going to buy it. It's almost like the old game. I forget what they called it, but like you'd be driving with your parents in the car. And every time you saw a yellow car, you punched each other in the arm and you said, cheese it, you know, yellow car, like something like that. So like once you become more aware of what you're looking for, then people start to see it. So what we want to do is try to create that awareness by consistency of marketing, mentioning it, showing off those Black Belt Club members, your leadership team members, talking about those upgrade programs. If not, they're going to be the most the most well-kept secret within your school. Yep, exactly. So uh, follow through or excuse me, follow up. Make sure that you consistently um, follow up with your leads and your prospects consistently following up with your students. Um, I work better on systems yeah. rather than, you know, haphazardly doing things because if I can create a system and then delegate that or automate it mm -hmm. and or automate and delegate, right. um, then I'm going to do it. Uh, so be thinking about how you can, you can do that. Some of these things you may not want to take yourself out of the equation so, for instance, maybe by the fifth call to a prospect, that task pops up to you. Right. And you call. Right. And you say, hey, this is, you know, hi, this is Dwayne Brummett from Dwayne Brummett's TriStar Martial Arts Academy. I see that you inquired about um, and we spoke to you earlier about or we text messaged you and you said you might be interested about, you know, I was just calling to see if you had any questions and if we could get little Sammy to you know, come in and do his first trial. We'd love to meet with you. Right. You know, just whatever it is. Um, but, but spend the time to do that. It'll be to your benefit. Don't spend your time to create something that you're not going to follow. Right. Um, it would be better for you to, it'd be better for you to create something that you will follow in its simplest form and then create complexity inside of it later if you feel it needs to be there. Yeah, yeah. So simplistic, um, one phone call every week. Right, right. Then you start adding in the emails or text messages or adding them to, uh, uh, you know, like sending them to a blog article, um, you know, a task that can be in there is friending them on Facebook um, just all of those things where you can, you know, you see their name, you look it up, see if you can um, see if they might be the same person and, mm -hmm. you know, friend them on Facebook. Um, so just all of those things to follow up with someone, because if they can get, if you can start to drip market to them from the phone calls to the things that they see online to emails and just a whole plethora of things, but make it simple yeah. first yeah. and make it follow you know ability for you to follow up and follow through 
yeah. on that first um, with simplicity. Absolutely. And you know what, too? I think that that should be your motto for everything. Um, simplicity, right? Ease of entry, right? It, it becomes too painful. I hate it when I try to purchase something on the internet and I hit the button and it, it takes me to another page and I got to fill out my name and all the info and I hit that button. It takes me to another page. I, I'm, I'm done. I click off, right? And parents are very, they're like, I get a lot of people that would say, hey, I couldn't figure out how to sign up. Can you do it for me? And I'm like, sure, I'll take care of it. Like, but there, it's really easy, at, you know, but certain people just don't want to take that time, right? So uh, I don't, have you heard of Joe Polish? Yeah. All right, so Joe Polish, Piranha Marketing, um, he, he, he really is the who's who. He knows everybody, right? Right. Um, he's an entrepreneur that knows everyone. So- mm -hmm. Back in the day, he had come up with, um, he was a carpet cleaner. For those of you that don't know him, he was a carpet cleaner, got introduced to uh, Dan Kennedy and some of the other copywriters and decided that he was going to actually change the way that he did business with, um, you know, a free recorded phone call, um, a free report, just, you know, and then he created Piranha Marketing and all those things. But he had come up with this concept called ELF. He runs an ELF business. And ELF is an acronym for easy, lucrative, and fun. Okay. So you want to create your business so that everything is easy, lucrative, and fun. He said, because what you don't want, and this is uh, another acronym of his, is you don't want a half business. Right. So half is... Um, Oh gosh, what is it? Uh, forget what the H is, but the ALF is um, annoying. Um, the F is frustrating, annoying, lame, and frustrating, or something like that. But I forget right. what the H is. But it's it's obviously juxtaposed to the ELF. Right. Hard. It's hard, hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. I think is what it is. But you really want to create simplicity, so create that ELF business make it easy make it lucrative and make it fun got it i like it and hard annoying lame and frustrating that's what it is hard annoying lame and frustrating awesome i knew i'd eventually remember it <laughs> yeah i think that i think that that's a big key though like what you're saying is like if we make people jump through too many hoops they're just not going to jump through so as as the world keeps turning towards that dimension of uh, of ease and uh, you know cell phones, you know I, I I find that kids are not retaining information as much as they used to, and then I thought, adults I know and I thought to myself why is that and then I figured it out it's like we don't need to like I just go hey Siri how old is so and so and watch. Uh, they don't know who so-and-so is, but it lit up, right? So, or I'll go, hey, Google, you know, set a timer. Hey, Google, you know, how do you do this, right? And and so, like, we don't have to retain info because at the click of a button, at the request verbally, we can have the information. So I think, though, that that, though, is becoming a detriment to a lot of the younger generation because they don't know how to tie their shoes. They don't know how to tie their belt. They don't know their left from their right. Like, it's the funniest way. And I did class the other day, and I'm like, okay, we're going to learn. I'm in, like, five to seven-year-olds. We're going to learn our left and right. Everyone put their left hand up, and they, you know, 
with like 20 kids, seven, 17 or 16 have their left hand up because they followed me. The other three don't. Okay, Johnny, other hand. Joey, the other hand. Steve, the other hand. Okay, boom. They all Now they all have their left hand up. I said, okay, tap the leg. They let that hand down with using the other hand to tap the leg. No, no, put that left hand back up again. We start from scratch. The same four have the right hand up. Then I'm like, okay, this is your left hand. Take that hand and smack your leg. And then they do. Then I go, put your left hand back up again. And they put their right hand up. Like, it's just the weirdest. We, we're laughing now at this point. Finally, I get them all to do it left, put it down, put it up, put it down, put it up. Now I go, go to your right hand. They're like frozen. Yeah. You know, they don't know. Like, they don't have the. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't have. And then, but here, they don't have the common sense or they're not, not, not that they're not smart. They don't understand because they've never been taught this process of thinking. So it's funny. I go out to the parents and I'm in the lobby. I taught them left from right. I had the hand up. I told them the funny joke. Everyone laughs. So I said to the dad, he needs to work on his left hand. So the father says, yeah, Joey, you got to work on your left hand. And he holds his hands up, the father. And he looks, I can tell he's looking for the letter L. And like, and then he goes, your left hand. So I immediately knew the father is struggling with his left and right. Well, when mirroring, right? When mirroring, he was struggling. He, I, no, he was struggling. Like he had oh, to look. For, he had to look for a quick flash to see which hand he had to be able to show him. Like I, I don't know if it's just processing. Our brains don't process. There was an old movie called Idiocracy, and it was a funny movie about. Um, I forget the stars, but two of the guys had. They were the dumbest people on the planet, so they froze them in cryogenics, right? I, and then uh, years later, they forgot about them, and the world had gotten stupid, and they defrosted the dumbest people on the planet and they were the smartest people on the planet now um which was a standard from where it went it was just kind of a, a message of where we were going but uh quite interesting right so we, we want to try to work with that you know type mentality consistent behavior explanation going over and over again repetitive results you know repetitive training and so on but one of our listeners wrote no your other left yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah know, so. exactly well, last night, I, I, uh, I don't let anybody on the floor. I mean, you know this. I don't let, let you on the floor if, if you're above white belt. Right. Um, I don't let you on the floor if your belt's not tied right. So I had a couple of yellow belts that couldn't tie the belt. Tie it over, tie it over, tie it over. Um, and then they, and I go, you realize you keep tying it the same way. And I keep telling you to tie it over. So obviously, you're doing something wrong. So take a look at how you're doing it and maybe do it differently. Right. And then they finally figured it out. And I told both of them, I told both of them, I said, uh, Thursday, when you come in, if your belt is not tied correctly for the whole 45 minutes of class, you're going to stand over to the side and all you're going to do is take your belt off and put it on and tie it, take your belt off, put it on and tie it the whole class. I said, because one way or another, you're going to learn how to tie your belt. And then before wow. we bowed in, right, before we bowed in, I told everybody, I said, um, uh, you guys, well, my orange belts that were up there, because I worked with them when they were white belts, and I also right. worked with them when they were, uh, you know, the next two belt levels. And, uh, and I said, um, I said, what matters? And one of them goes, little things. I said, you're right. I said, the little things matter. Yeah, nice. And then I told everybody, I said, the little things matter. When we ask you to know how to tie your belt, you should know how to tie your belt. When we ask you that you're supposed to step out with your left leg, when you go into your, your chumi just or your time position, you step out in your left leg. When you call you to attention... There's a reason why we're calling you to, to attention, not moving around, not because we're mean, not because we're drill sergeants, not because we want to lord over you. It matters. Right. And then I said, uh, I told everybody out on the floor, I said, 
if you're yellow belt and above and you walk up to bow in and your belt is not tied starting next week, you're going to be over on the side the whole class tying and untying your belt because, again, one way or another, you're going to learn how to tie your belt. That's more important than you learning your next martial arts move. I love it. We're out of time. Uh, but this is a great one. But um, Rick Kellerman said, which is we had this conversation, him and I, the other day, that they used to make every kid stand at attention and recite the Pledge of Allegiance with their right hand over their heart. They no longer do that. So that was a good way that they used to teach them right from left. Is that way of doing that every single day, right? Over well, we do the pledge in every single class. We do the pledge, really. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, Dwayne, good call, man. I always enjoy joking with you. I hope people got a lot of info. We had a lot of comments. We had people from Missouri, from uh, Kansas City today, Newton, Kansas, Little Village, Chicago, uh, Little, Vi Little, Little Village Martial Arts from Chicago. My um, kind of town. Yeah, exactly. A lot of a lot of different places. So it's awesome. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, have a great day, sir. Yeah, you as well. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Learner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at eliteinsights.com. Add health coaching helping school owners create a new and easy to implement revenue stream for your school. Visit adhealthcoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit leadhuntermedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group. They can be reached at academykings.com. And Spark Membership, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at sparkmembership.com. We will see you next time.